Hey, this is Mike Zwick from If Not For God podcast. Our show, Stories of Hopelessness Turned Into Hope. Your chosen Truth Network podcast is starting in just seconds. Enjoy it, share it, but most of all, thank you for listening and for choosing the Truth Podcast Network. This is the Truth Network. There are no rules on this trip, remember? We're just heading for the Pacific and there ain't no plan. Who knows where we're going to be? I know where we're going to be. Dudley hooked me up. Check out this thing. It's a GPS in my phone now. Look at that thing. Let me see that. That's cool. Look at that. What'd you do that for? For the good of the trip. You don't need a GPS to discover America. You need a bike and you need the road, okay? Freedom. Welcome to the Christian Car Guy Radio Show. I say this calls for action and now, nip it in the bud. Nip it in the bud. You got to nip it in the bud. Well, good morning and welcome to Christian Car Guy Radio Show this morning. I'm Jerry Mathis from Ray's Body Shop and Record Service, the body shop Christian, uh, Christian Body Shop guy. And I'm with Bob Young this morning. And I'll tell you what, it's a, it's a blessing. To, that's one of the things I'm thankful for. You know, we're talking about Thanksgiving and stuff. Just had that and all the things we're thankful for. I'm thankful for Bob, for one, for a lot of reasons. I mean, I've known Bob for a lot of years and... Uh, one thing that I have to say about Bob is he's a man of passion. And this morning we're going to kind of dive in with um, going to work our way to just talk about getting ready for winter. Bob, can you believe it? We are, I mean, we're there. Part of getting ready for winter is getting the fall leaves out of the yard. And uh, I've been doing a little of that this morning. And we had the Christmas tree out this morning, getting it uh, set up a little bit and just trying to bring things full circle and uh turn from fall into the uh the christmas season and uh, but the, the leaves have been just uh, <laughs> a big joy this year i really like it. it used to be such a thrill as a kid oh we got leaves let's get them in a pile and then scatter them all back out in the yard <laughs> you know? jump into them and hope you don't get a stick yeah. in the side or something like that absolutely but you know absolutely. and talking about i guess it's because of the the lockdown and people not getting out as much i mean my wife put up the christmas tree myra had the had our tree up it's probably been up for a week and a half two weeks and to, I, <laughs> to take the jack-o'-lantern off the porch and uh put the tree up uh, oh yeah she was well, they were they were together there for a while <laughs> <laughs> well it's been a lot of folks uh a lot of our friends and family have already we see pictures from, you know, where they've already got the tree up and everything, but uh, we're a little slow. We're kind of doing a little traveling right now, and sometimes uh, uh, we're a little little hesitant to get started on this or that, but it was it was kind of exciting this morning when I first opened the, pulled the stairs down in the attic and started out to the building out back, and I was like, oh, here we go again. And then by the time I got the tree uh, halfway up, I'm like, hey, <laughs> it's starting to feel like it, you know. Yeah, and it and it does. It seems like for for me, it seems like I've sort of got just out of sync with everything. I guess just because of all the the craziness going on and stuff, it it's really hard to believe that we are, you know, rolling out of November into December already. And it seems like where did all these months go? Well, we didn't have our huge family, uh, my wife's family. Uh, if everybody comes, we've got like 65 people and we just didn't feel right about doing that. And I was at the doctor getting my physical and a while back and asking him and he's like, Bob, you just can't do that this year. And, uh, 
you know, our first thought was like, well, what if it's somebody's last Thanksgiving? And then we got to thinking, what if it's a lot of people's last Thanksgiving because you weren't responsible? And so we went ahead and dialed her back, and we were down from 65 to about 6. And uh, it was it was really different. But, you know, we made the most of it, and wow, we have a lot of leftovers. <laughs> well, I, do you have them out in the truck that we can get them when we leave? <laughs> I should have boxed up a few to-go boxes and brought them. I guarantee you, Beth Ann and me would have uh, enjoyed that. But I know. Come on, you cook for sixty-five. You just have six, and you bring it to us. That's what I would. That's what I would be thinking. But I, I don't know. I guess. I guess we missed out on that one. We didn't put an order in. Is that it? I actually played golf yesterday, and I didn't even think to uh, take a sandwich. And we were out there, and it was getting a little late in the day. And I was like, "Wow, I'm hungry." I says, "You know, I've got enough turkey to turkey and ham left over to feed." two sandwiches to everybody on this golf course and i didn't even make one to bring for me (laughs) i'm just not used to having an abundance of leftovers in the fridge yeah it's definitely different times and and this morning before we dive into like i said i would like to just just talk about i got a lot of expertise on this sitting across from me just getting prepared for winter driving and preparing not just our cars but also preparing ourselves for winter driving and winter and uh, the hazards and uh, the, the dangers that are out there, we kind of overlook a lot of times or take it for granted. Before we do that, I just want to read Romans fifteen thirteen, And I think just because of, I don't know, with uh, Thanksgiving made me kind of slow down how it's so much different. And this is the first year of us having the holiday season with my mom in a memory unit and stuff with uh, Alzheimer's and just really been been really hard and, and, and different. Uh and with the the coronavirus going on and, and the lockdowns and, and all the unrest, uh, political and social unrest, it almost seems like, you know, things just just don't quite seem right. And, and, and where do you find hope and where do you look for, for hope? And, and I had this one passage that I was in one of my devotions and I just read it and I've read it every day for the last, uh, since Wednesday, I guess. But um, it's in Romans fifteen thirteen. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him. And that's the important part of that is just having to realize that it's trusting in him to be able to get that joy and that peace. So that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. And sometimes I have to remind myself when things aren't going the way I want them to go or I think they should go or the the world isn't reacting the way I think it should. Um, do you sometimes think that you should be able to fix this? <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I, all the time I know, I mean, this is something I have to, I really, this is a struggle of mine, Bob. Oh, is, hey. uh, you know what? I think God can do it. It's just, he just needs my help. Oh yeah. I'm a meddler. <laughs> yeah, I, just want, I want to pitch in and cause I think sometimes he just needs to know what my thought is on this to make it happen and, and the way it should go. And then when I really just, Hey, it's hard to step back and say, you know what, I'm not in control, and and it is God, and 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 if I want to find joy and I want to find peace, it has to be through Him, and that's a lesson I have to learn almost every day. And if you can finally turn loose of something and 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 hand it to Him, uh, the burden lightens so much. My mom's favorite thing to ask me, son, is there anything you can do about it? 
said, uh, no, I don't guess so. She said, well, why are you wasting all that time and energy worrying about it? And, and, then, I, and then for me, the next day I get up and, and, and have to remind myself that what your mom said. <laughs> I have to remind myself again the very same thing. Yeah, we just feel like God needs our help sometimes, and he does need our help, but he doesn't really need our help. He likes our help, I guess, but uh, uh, it's just, um, it's so hard, you know, that was, I've been divorced, and that was the hardest thing about the first uh, end of that marriage, is it was admitting that I failed at something. I was sure I could fix it, no matter what, and uh, poof, I couldn't, <laughs> and uh you know, life went on, and uh, and it was a great thing in the end because I ended up with Miss Lori and uh, have a great wife and a, a great family and and a sixty five member family to go along with it. You know, yeah. but um, if we can just get back to normal and gather back up in the basement, I really missed everybody, and I thought part of me would be like, "Hey, what a relaxing day," and but it just didn't seem quite right without. The kids running through the house and the pictures falling off the walls because there was a herd thundering through there and and uh it was just really really different really tough but you know we made it through it and we leaned on each other a little more maybe than we had in the past and uh i just hope the whole family knows how much i missed them all yeah and, and one thing that kind of during this whole whole lockdown and stuff that really Kind of, and I'm gonna put my church leadership hat on right now. That, that I just really struggle with is, I see people getting complacent about not being together in church, and and that that you know that community of believers and stuff. And I just just hope and pray that people realize the importance of that. And once they're able to open back up and people feel safe going back to church, that people get back in them cars and 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 make it back to church because. You know, God, that's what God calls us. You know, he wants us to be a community of believers and be there to support each other. I mean, we looked at the first church in Acts. You know, that was just the important piece of that was just that community. And I just, it worries me that that people are getting, you know what, it's for the last eight months I've been taking Sundays and sleeping in and that's my rest day and start feeling comfortable with that. All right. Yeah. I miss church, and we have opened up our Family Life Center for the second service on Sunday, and we have somebody at the door checking temperatures. You have to have on a mask the whole time you're in there. Uh, being in the gym, there's plenty of room to distance and everything. But uh, And it was great to get back inside and worship with some friends and family. Yep, we'll be back in a moment. We're going to talk about preparing your car for winter driving. Listening to the Truth Network and TruthNetwork.com. Are you ready? ready? We're going to definitely try to get ourselves ready and our cars ready for winter driving in the winter weather. Again, this is a call in show. Uh, Give us a call at 866 348 7884. We'd like to hear maybe your story about getting caught out in the in the bad weather or, or or an incident that may have happened that may be something you're not too proud of that that you got yourself back in the corner. But before we do, I just wanted 
give you a reminder this afternoon at 1 Eastern time, The Cure with Amy Carbo will be on the air. And Amy will have, I'm not, not sure who her guest will be, but it, that's such a cool program where Amy sort of, from her instances that happened to her as, as a child growing up, is able to, to use that to be able to minister to other people. So on the Truth Network today at 1 Give her a listen at The Cure with Amy Carbo. Well, Bob, okay, it's getting to be December. Uh, for a lot of parts of the country, they've already seen snow. And we know the snow and the ice and the bad weather is just around the corner for for the whole country, unless you're down in the southern part of Florida or something. But most of us will be having to struggle through some some bad weather. And, you know, the one thing that always gets me is how people don't prepare their vehicles and and on our end uh you know raised body shop we see them in record service we see them on the back of the hook when bad weather hits they're bringing them in left and right where they've been in accidents and from uh when hey that used to be the the no. milk and bread for for yes sir absolutely uh junkyards thrive on negligence of cars and you know, I hate people forget to take care of their cars, but, you know, that's the way we ended up with a lot of vehicles. Somebody didn't check their air pressure and their tire blew out or, you know, somebody didn't make sure their antifreeze was uh, the way it should be and um, and end up freezing and busting their engine. And so many cars that sat in the junkyard uh were there just for that reason of just pure negligence and and if people would just be sure that they they check this and check that and 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 make sure that everything's ready for winter uh so much of that you know won't be an issue and you know the tires and just yeah yeah it's amazing how many people will go into winter without taking time to go out and and check your tires it's not just the the, the depth of the thread on it i mean you know tread on the on the tire but also i mean how many of them don't even ever check the air pressure what happens with cold weather is your air pressure goes down in your tires and we haven't even had really cold weather but um my the vehicle i drive you can see the air pressure inside by pushing a button and uh i noticed that hey bob you need a little air in those tires you know and I went ahead and got it taken care of, but it just surprised me because it, it didn't get really, really, really cold. And so it just let me know, and, and it was a little reminder. And, and somebody that doesn't have that feature in their vehicle, just, you know, just a few minutes at the air, at the air pump and uh, a little pressure gauge, and, and you can save yourself a lot of trouble because if your tires get really low, your pressure gets down a little your tires wear uneven, and um, oops, you're spending more money that you could have had in your pocket. Yeah, and, and it's, you know, some of the little simple things, like you said, you know, simple, just check your tires and stuff. Most of them you do visually look at them, but, you know, I always say it so, and, and, and you have too, Bob, is that to find a mechanic or, or a garage or a body shop that you feel comfortable to go by. Because, you know, it used to be when we were growing up and stuff, and our parents – service stations where you got gas why well, they called it service station <laughs> exactly you'd go in there and and you know the seasons be changing and they would automatically you know you me you me check your car out and they would look at your tires check your oil check your fluid levels and stuff like that but 
Yeah, that's a thing of the past now. I'm old enough to where I used to pump gas at a gas station there locally. I didn't do it for a long, long, long time, but uh, it was uh, it was pretty cool to, you know, check, you know, you'd pop the hood and check the oil for them, make sure their washer fluid was up, and I've been guilty of it too in the past. You know, it was summertime and I was low on washer fluid and so i put a little water in there it's not going to freeze but if you've done that during the summer you need to make sure that you uh really add the blue stuff to it for the freezing weather yeah we have a a a lot of people come in and all of a sudden i'm leaking something underneath my car and what it is is where you look under there and they have just had pure water in their washer fluid because you you got to have that 30 below winter washer fluid in there or Suffer the consequences. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> that reservoir is on a going to crack, and then when it starts thawing out, you, you where's this water coming from? Well, reservoir uh, washer fluid reservoirs were is uh, always a big seller for the junkyard. And if you see the price of a new one, this plastic jug costs this much. <laughs> you know, is is everybody's first question? You know, and uh, a lot of the antifreeze. Uh, um, reservoirs or they have a plastic component in it and, and I've seen it so many times where it was summertime and they just went ahead and put water in the radiator cap, you know, in the radiator reservoir and then summertime, I mean, wintertime gets there and it freezes and oops, Houston, we have a problem. <laughs> no doubt. We're stranded on the side of the road wishing we had that. You know, and, and even the simplest thing of checking your wipers. I mean, you don't really think that much about that, but yeah, just check your wipers uh, and your battery. It's another thing that's really affected by cool weather. When it starts cooling off, uh, if you got a weak cell in your battery, most of the time, the course of the, the winter, if it's weak, one morning when you really need to get out there and get gone is the morning things going to go click, 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 click. <laughs> <laughs> Happens all the time. Battery cells do go up. They go up when it gets really hot, and they go up when it gets really cold. Um, used batteries, uh, we had very good luck with those, but uh, it's, just, uh, it's just another one of those things. And the one thing I do want to mention, uh, you don't need it a whole lot in this area, but the one time you do need it, you'll be very grateful if you do have it, is a scraper or, you know, some of the scrapers that have a scraper on one side and the squeegee on the other just make it so handy for getting that snow off of your vehicle if you happen to get a coat on it and you need to go. Yep. Once again, give us a call. This is a call-in show, 866-348-7884. We'll be back in a moment. We're going to talk more about preparing our cars and preparing ourselves for winter driving. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. Good morning. Welcome back to the Christian Car Guy Radio Show. I'm Jerry Mathis with Ray's Body Shop and Record Service. Me and Bob are filling in for uh, Robbie this morning, who's a little under the weather. So we just hope and pray that he's feeling better and get back up on his feet and back out and about. I know it's uh, eating at him, having to sit at home, probably in his 
uh, recliner, listen to us on the radio, uh, criticizing and thinking how he could have done it better and all that good stuff. You know how it goes. <laughs> Just <Hey>. kidding. <laughs> He's great at doing this show, and I was so glad he got me involved with it years ago. And uh, it was a life changer for me. I never thought I was qualified to to speak to the <clears throat> to speak for the Lord or or speak on the Lord's behalf. Or I never thought that the junkyard could be connected to a Christian radio show. And and Robbie really brought that full circle for me, and it made such a change in my life. And uh, it gave me a lot of motivation. So we hope you get feeling better, brother, and uh, uh, hurry on back. Um, we were talking about, I was talking about the ice scraper a while ago and cleaning off the window. <clears throat> but then I remember Robbie reminded me one day, he said, Bob, you can't just clean off the window. <laughs> you need to sweep off the whole car. And that is so true, and when we were running the rollbacks out, I would get them to sweep the bed off because you don't realize how much snow is on the top of a vehicle or on the hood, and then all of a sudden the yeah, engine heats up and it loses its bond, and the next thing you know, a, a 10-foot square of ice is, is launching into the air and really wreaking havoc behind you. So uh, it it's really, really important when it does snow to to get as much of that snow off as you can because it can really be a big thing. And uh, everybody's seen it going down the road, and it'll start to warm up a little bit, and then here comes a big sheet of stuff off the top of a tractor trailer or a, or a big truck, and it just uh, you, you, you don't think about it necessarily some people think if you've got a 12 inch hole you can see through <laughs> that oh i'm good i can make it to work but it's a lot safer for you and the ones around you and the people driving behind you if you get you know the biggest part of the snow off of the vehicle yeah and, and especially now you know you don't think about it and, and and we all see it in bad weather and people do have that little uh hole about a 12 12 inch circle there that's right there that they're <laughs> leaning up into the steering wheel trying to see out of just how dangerous that is. You know, the, the, the thing is to clean your car, you know, make sure you get your mirrors and all your glasses so you can see all the way around the vehicle because bad weather driving, you need to be more aware of what's going on around you than any time because, and you're looking at that little bitty hole, you can't see anything. And now with these automobiles, with the sensors, lane departure, and, and all of these sensors on them, if you don't get those cleaned off, they're giving you false signals and stuff and beeping and telling you, you you know, it just all all that needs to be clean. And we start there, and, and as we're talking about the things to do, you know, make sure you check your, your tires and your, your antifreeze and your washer fluids and your motor oil and just check all your fluids. And, you know, we just kind of, everything you do to make it safer because it's a dangerous time to be out there and stuff. A lot of things we take for granted. And even to, you talk about make sure we clean them off. One of the worst things we see a lot, at least a couple times during the season when it gets really cold and people's cars have iced up, they go inside and get a pot of boiling hot water <laughs> and go out there and yeah, pour that across the, gas, <laughs> across the glass. And, Bob, what happens then? Do they ever come to see yeah, you? <laughs> the people get to come see you and get a new glass and, and – um, the biggest part about glass is the installation. Um, 
you know, getting a glass from the yard is, is not all that expensive, but sometimes putting in a windshield and making sure it's sealed up can be more expensive than the actual glass itself. So uh, just the hot water on the windshield is, is not a good idea unless you want to promote my business. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's, uh, it's just so much easier to do it the right way. And it sounds good when you first think about it and you just don't play the video all the way through and uh, you ended up with a, a shattered windshield. Yeah, another one that people will do and we see a lot of is where to clean the snow and the ice off, you know what, that little scraper is so small, and that little brush really isn't doing it, so I'm going to go get the shovel. Ooh. <laughs> we, so they come in, and they've got these gouges all in their paint where they were. Well, I didn't think I was really getting to the paint. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's not a good idea. And the other way that, that I always tell people to, you know, to make sure you don't do if you have an enclosed garage, especially one attached to your home, where it's cold weather, the, you know, it's nice to be able to get into a nice warm car. So you go down and you crank it up and let it run for 15, 20 minutes. And everybody in the house is talking about having a headache and not feeling real well. Getting sleepy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Don't do that. And either pull it outside and, and, and warm it up because that carbon monoxide is a, is a dangerous thing. Another thing as far as we talked a little bit about getting your car prepared is also just for the safety of you. And, and, and Beth Ann even mentioned it just a moment ago. She stepped in and said, make sure you mention about making sure you have a blanket and, and no supplies. You know, I'm one who always thinks, well, if you're not traveling far, you don't need that. But, yeah, you really do. But especially if you're going to go out on a travel, one thing, make sure somebody knows the route you're taking. Make sure somebody knows you're going to Aunt B or Aunt Betty's house in – hundred miles away and the route you're going to take that way if you don't show up somebody knows to go looking for you for one thing with the bad weather and make sure you have a blanket and warm clothes and 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 a flare if you can flashlight just those kind of things and your medication that's another thing make sure you have more medication than what you think you may need if you're on some type of medication and some water and stuff like that just just to make sure you stay you know safe because there's People that die stranded on the side of the road every year. Absolutely, brother. And I used to make sure I did a, I went to school at Appalachian State several, several years ago. It was in the late 70s. But when I was up there, I learned the trick of, of keeping a pair of gloves. They don't have to be a pretty pair of gloves. They don't have to be a really nice pair of gloves, but if you've just got a pair of gloves in the vehicle. So if you do have to use that ice scraper, that ice scraper is a lot easier to use with a pair of gloves because your hands, you know, they can just really take a beating. And uh, uh, later in life, I went as far as having my coveralls in there. They, I never needed them. Uh, I can't remember a time where I absolutely had to have them, but, you know, just in case. Just you know, in case that in that's pair. like a sleeping bag. Yeah, and, and a <laughs> pair of dry socks and a, and dry shoes. You know, we can sit there, we can fill the trunk up in a hurry. But, you know, all of that stuff can, you know, it could be what saves somebody's life and stuff. And we're talking about, uh, you know, deaths and stuff. And, and this is the figures from AAA. It says winter storms and bad weather and, and sloppy road conditions are a factor in nearly a half a million crashes during the winter season. Read that again. 
Winter storms, bad weather, sloppy road conditions are a factor in nearly half a million crashes. Wow. And then and then it goes a little more than 2,000 road deaths every winter. Wow. And a lot of those can be prevented and, and stuff. And that goes back to the making sure you're aware of the surroundings. You know, I'm going to tell you what, Bob, we're going to, when we come back from the next break, we're going to play a game. And that's going to be the do nots. What do not, what, what you should not do in bad weather and stuff. And there's a lot of those things. We're going to go back and forth. We're going to get at least 10 or 15 of them here because I think it's, you know, it's just we're going to reel them off the top of our heads and stuff. But even to the point of when we're driving, you know, just realize, you know, that our car isn't going to stop on the ice like it normally mm. would. And that four-wheel drive, well, I've got four-wheel drive. I can drive 50 miles an hour. <laughs> yeah. It, it, the four-wheel drive helps you get up to 50, but getting back to zero, it doesn't help at all. You know, so you know, so many people get overconfident about the fact that they have four-wheel drive, and they just think that, ah, I can just go right on. It's But when it's time to stop, that's when the problem comes in, you know. Yeah, you could probably walk back in the back of the, the junkyard and, and see all the four-wheel drive vehicles. And if you ask them how many of them were, if you could tell the story on them, how many were that that guy thought or that girl thought, I'm driving a four-wheel drive. I don't have anything to worry about because we see that. I mean, tell you what, snow hits. The first cars that come in most of the time are the four-wheel drives. And especially after it snows and then at night, they all just, you know, you go out there, I'm, got my four-wheel drive jeep or ford or whatever it may be and so i'm going to go out and just ride around and spin around a little bit and usually the trip back is on the back of a rollback or, or a wrecker and they don't you know it's just it's that false confidence and stuff because like you said you can get up speed in a hurry and getting back to zero is the problem. Absolutely. And that steering part also kind of throws you a curve. Absolutely. Again, give us a call if you have your winter driving stories, 866-348-7884. Yeah. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. Are you ready for some winter driving? I hope you are, and hope we're going to help get you there. And and uh, tell you what, Bethann just keeps coming in with all these great things that, that we need to kind of discuss. And sometimes I think uh, we get in here in this an hour program, we could probably need about two or three to hit everything we need to talk about. But one, which is a, uh, because we're talking about, we just got finished talking about the four wheel drive vehicles and stuff, and the differences in the the drive trains on the vehicle and how they handle and not just snow, but ice and, and sloppy and wet weather. They all handle differently, and I'm going to kick that over to Bob. Bob's going to give us a, a quick uh, thumbnail uh, up-to-date. Well, with the four-wheel drive, you know, all four wheels will turn. And you can some vehicles have the automatic engagement of four-wheel drive where it's not in four-wheel drive all the time. And it's not in two-wheel drive all the time. Uh, the It'll have, on my particular vehicle, the rear wheels, when you're in four-wheel drive, if you have it in the automatic mode, the, four, the back wheels will pull. And then if you lose traction, then the front wheels will kick in. 
and uh, but uh, then you got to remember there's two wheel drive vehicles and then there's all wheel drive vehicles uh the honda well a lot of vehicles are front wheel drive primarily and then if you lose traction in your front wheels then the rear wheels kick in but if you have just a straight two-wheel drive, you know, it can be front drive or rear drive. And uh, some people have a lot better luck with a front-wheel drive vehicle going in the snow. Um, but the ones that are just two-wheel drive and they're the is pushing from the back the rear wheel drive cars i know i've confused so many people with all this but um the ones that push from the rear they're the ones where it's easy to fishtail it's easy to lose control because it's pushing the weight instead of and it'll tend to come the rear end will tend to come out from you know around to the side because of where the power's coming from but just the main thing is to exercise caution and um, always wear that seat belt, whether it's snowing or not. I was, um, years ago, I lived out near the radar base here near Winston-Salem. They called us from work and said, it's snowing bad. We're not going to have second shift come in. And so I went to the store right away and I got back to the truck. It was a Toyota pickup truck, and it had a bench seat in it, and my seat belt had slid down behind the seat. I was like, ah, I'm just going to the house a mile and a half away. And I got in that truck, and I took off driving without my seat belt on. And a lady in an 83 Chrysler New Yorker, really nice heavy car, she lost control coming down the hill spun around and the passenger side door of that new yorker hit me as square in the front end as it possibly could uh i bent the steering wheel up to about six inches from the windshield my head hit the windshield it busted the windshield i didn't go through um knocked my left boot off I had on the moon boots, though. They were like the big bedroom shoes, but it knocked my left boot off. It cracked my kneecap and uh, gashed my chin open when I bounced, when I came back by the steering wheel. And, you know, really just super serious injuries, and, and but it could have been so much worse, so much worse. If I'd have went through that windshield, you know, just from thinking, oh, I've only got a mile to go. You know, I don't need that seatbelt for just a mile. But it, I almost lost my life from one really bad decision. Yeah, we get complacent and, and just take things for granted. And that's going to get us to the to the do's and the don'ts, okay? One thing, I'm going I'm to start. I'm going to do two don'ts to start with, and I'm going to kick it to Bob. He's going to give me one. The first don't is if the weather's bad out there and you shouldn't be driving, just don't get out there and do it. Just Just stay at home. The second don't is don't drive. We talked about this earlier was don't drive if you can't see out of the vehicle. Don't get in that vehicle until you make sure you're buckled up and also just to keep yourself safe and you can see out of that vehicle through all your windows. Well, 
I was going to hit you with my first do, and, and it's I have I don't think I've ever got in a vehicle since that day and not put on my seatbelt. When we went to the junkyard to see that vehicle, and I had hair still stuck in the spider web where I busted the windshield with my head. There was hair sticking in there and you know i've still got a scar under my chin i have a really good reminder so <laughs> do wear your seat belt and as jerry just said do clear your car and and do slow down if their roads are bad slow down if people would just adjust their speed uh hazardous conditions are not nearly as hazardous if you just control your speed. Um, and I love what you said about if you don't have to, don't drive. You know, if it's not essential, I, I've done it. I'm sure a lot of us have done it. The recreational driving around just to see how much it snowed. And, you know, we never get really, really, really far from our house or anything. When I was young, Hey, it's snowing. Let's go to Boone and see what it looks like up there, you know. And we were put ourselves and others in jeopardy, uh, you know, in danger just for the thrill of going and riding around. But sometimes we had our skis strapped to the car, and it was just just a great thing, you know. But, yep. uh, and another one is if you are stranded, you you get stuck somewhere or off the side, slide off the side of the road. Don't take for granted there's other vehicles out there. For one thing, the best place you can stay is inside the vehicle. Is to stay inside the vehicle, and if you get out of the vehicle, make sure you're not standing on the side of the vehicle that is beside the road. Get away Mm -hmm. from the vehicle because you slid off the road, the next guy coming up the road could easily slide off the road, and then you're out there, somebody's going to get hurt. You see it in the news all the time. They'll show a vehicle's over here crashed, and then there's somebody standing there, and the next thing they're having to dive across their car into the ditch because, you know, somebody had the same misfortune that they had, and here they come right at them. Yeah, I mean, it's just stuff we take for granted. Another thing is if you're there, and this is where I go back to, make sure you know a towing company to call that, that has got the equipment to get you out because there's a lot of guys riding up and down the road in trucks and stuff, and we see a lot of people getting hurt by someone. Don't assume they know how to pull you out safely and that they have equipment that's safe to do it because a little tie-down strap wrapped around. Uh, whatever. You know, yeah, <laughs> whatever. It's, it's never a good thing. We also have them where they come in with a bumper in the trunk where they got pulled yeah, out they of a ditch. the bumper yeah. and snatched it right off. Yeah, so it's, it's just, just using common sense a lot of times. Bob, I know we're about ready to, to wind down, but I'm going to go ahead and read that uh, Romans again, 15.3, 15.13. May God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in Him. Remember to trust in our Lord and Savior so that you may overflow with the hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. You know what? As we go out this week and as we get ready to go into the Christmas season, I always say, you know, Christmas season is one of the best opportunities we have to share our faith. Because it, the door is wide open. You know, we can talk about why we're celebrating Christmas. A lot of people are talking about the trees that we talked about earlier, putting the ornaments up and the lights and the presents. But you know what? It's really about the birth of our Lord and Savior. So. Amen, brother. Uh, thank you for letting me be here today. And Robbie, we hope you get to feeling better. Uh, 
Makes you a bunch. Absolutely. Uh, great having you listen to us this morning, Christian Car Guy Radio. Robbie, we miss you. And again, have a great one. This is the Truth Network.